Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Welcome to the special edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, with a special guest today. I have my dear wife, Beth, joining us on the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we want to talk about something related to marriage. We actually want to share with you the most important conversation we've had in our marriage. This has been so important for uh, our relationship, for it to continue to grow, to work through many trials and difficulties. This is absolutely crucial that every couple has this conversation. And it's not one we actually had together uh, directly. It's more the conversation we have with God. We want to talk a lot about the importance of finding time within marriage for personal prayer, to pray to God each day, that's really the heartbeat of the marriage life. Do we have that time with God? Because it's from that that we receive all the graces and those grow from the sacrament to help us to to love and serve each other like Christ did. Totally. And there's been a big movement too I've seen in the church and elsewhere about couples prayer and, and really emphasizing couples prayer. And I, I support that. I don't disagree at all whatsoever. We actually do pray together um, on the daily but at the same time, I wouldn't, I would be sad if to the exclusion of the individual soul's prayer to Jesus, that, that that would be left behind because, well, I prayed, I prayed with my spouse. There really is something, and if you think about it, like marriage is a vocation. Marriage is our way to be sanctified, to be purified, and to hopefully, it's our path to heaven uh, one way or another. Thank you, Jesus. But you know, our spouse isn't going to be with us necessarily for the whole of that, you know, marriage, our marriage will end at some point, but eternity is just our soul and Jesus and all the other souls who have attained that unity as well. So when you think of it that way, our individual prayer really should be a priority in our lives. And, and it really is the source of our marriage love together and the love that we give to our children is having that time to take in the deep breath of prayer uh, with our Lord each day. It, in other words, I, I couldn't love you the way I fall short already, even with prayer. I can't imagine if I didn't have personal daily prayer to really be in tune with the Lord so that I can allow his heart to change my heart more so that I can love, I can be patient, I could forgive. And I don't, I don't excel at those things, at, even with prayer. I can't imagine uh, without prayer uh, what that would do. So I always think to myself when I'm having a really bad day, and I think, I prayed today, why, why is this happening? Why am I making these mistakes or doing these bad things? Like, what's that about? And then I remember, it would be so much worse if I didn't pray. <laughs> and there's a little bit of gratitude there. So what we're going to do here today is we want to share with you some insights from a, a book that we have, a new book. We did actually a little series of a podcast back in June about this book on marriage. It's called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. And what we try to emphasize is what we like to call the realities of marriage. This isn't like all the heady theology of marriage. We bring in theology, of course, but it's not just like superficial, here's five ways to have, have better communication, like little practical tips, things. It's, it's it's actually more about the real struggles, the real joys, the real ways that God is constantly inviting us to grow uh, in our married lives, to grow in unity, grow in friendship together, and in a spiritual way. And But we can't really achieve that growth. Our marriage can't go to the next step that God wants to take it if we don't have daily prayer. And I think that's one of the big points we had talked about this summer when we had done a, a number of these marriage retreats this summer 
something that was really resonating with the couples was this idea that that this initial love that we bring together in our marriages is is good, but it's not enough. Uh, it's 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 an initial stage of marriage, but God wants that love to grow, to, to mature, to deepen. There's a journey that He's taking your love on, and so it's not about like, hey, oh, I, you know, I want to go backwards to when we had those romantic feelings, the beginning of married life. No, no there's a, this future, this next step of constantly inviting us to grow in sacrifice for each other, in forgiveness, in generosity, uh, to make our hearts more and more like Christ. But for that that journey of married life to progress. So we don't just get into a rut. We don't just get into mediocrity of marriage. Well, this is just the way our marriage is. We're always going to fight about this. So we're all, we're never going to be able to talk about these topics or uh, we're never going to be able to have that kind of level of friendship. Like that's, that's a despairing marriage, a marriage that's falling into just this, this kind of lukewarmness, if you will. God is inviting us to always be growing, but that can't happen without the daily prayer. So imagine, if you will, that your prayer life or you are a lamp and the lamp is in a room, right? This is from one of the Gospels, Matthew. I feel like we heard it recently. Yeah, I got it right. Um, what A lamp is good for nothing just on its own. But if it plugs into the outlet, the source of electricity, then it can give light to the whole room. So similarly, both man and woman, husband and wife, mother, father, when we plug in to Jesus, to our Lord in prayer, we are filled with grace and we're able to shine his light on those around us. We become a conduit of his grace, if you will. But if we just let that cord lie there and we don't fight to pick it up and plug it in on the daily, then we're not, we're not giving all that we can. We're not being all that we can to those around us. And, and it really is a missed opportunity. Yeah, and let's talk more about that light. That you know, we want that light to shine in our marriages and with our children, uh, in the vocation of marriage. So for that to happen, we have to have that commitment to daily prayer. And we want to be clear here what we mean by daily prayer. We mean more than just vocal prayers. You know, like Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. Those are good. I hope that's a part of our spiritual lives. We need more than the rosary, and you know, we do a family rosary, and love um, the rosary. You know, and that's awesome. But we're talking about something more than that. Those are good. We're talking about that intimate conversation with God, and, and so this is more than couples prayer. That's what we we're talking about. Like again, we do pray together as a couple, and and that, and I and I think that's great. But if we, if you have to choose between praying together as a couple or individual prayer, I, I think it's it's most important that each individual soul is taking that time to work with God, to wrestle with God, to allow God's word to penetrate their individual heart, to listen to God. So when we talk about this idea of daily prayer, what we're talking about is, do you have 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, every day for that talking to God as a friend, as the saints describe, you know, maybe what the church describes as the method of prayer known as meditation, which isn't anything really or mental, prayer. Uh, mental prayer, anything really esoteric. I think it's just simply maybe you've heard of Lexio Divina, where you have the scriptural passage, you, you read something from the Bible, let's say a gospel story, and you read it, you read it slowly, you read it maybe a couple of times, you, you pause when there's a certain word that you're thinking about, and you talk to Jesus about it, you ask Jesus, okay, what what is this? How does this apply to my life right now, Lord? What is it that you're trying to tell me through this word? You listen. There's that kind of dialogue with God, you know? So it's not just reading, like some people will just take a book to the chapel and count that as holy hour, or just listening to something in the chapel. That We're not talking about that. We're talking about, do you have time for that intimate conversation with God each day? That And I will say, this is 
just been the absolute essential for our marriage. I, I think of so many times where we reach moments of, of tension and hurt and and if we didn't have that daily prayer, we would have easily just kept turning inward. You know, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I know I'll be, oh, I'm hurt or why is it, you know, but when I go to pray and there's like a, a, a difficulty in our marriage and I just pull back and I take time to be with the Lord, I often find my heart has changed. I start to think about things from your perspective more than just my own selfish perspective or how I'm feeling. I start to think more about, you know, okay, God's inviting me to look at it from your way more. And Jesus, what do you see here? I find that oftentimes, you know, when there's conflict, disappointment in in our relationship, that when I bring those things to Jesus in that prayer, not just like a quick prayer, oh, Jesus, I'm frustrated, or Jesus, what what am I supposed to do? change her mind. (laughs) You know, but when I'm actually, I'm having that regular rhythm of meditation and time with the Lord, that Jesus changes my heart. You know, he changes... You know, he changes my perspective. He helps me to rely on him more. He helps me to think about you more and to care for you more. And- Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and I think the point you're you're making too about it's a conversation. Um, I know in our culture, it's so easy to consume, 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 even good, holy things, you know, whether it's online or in a book or, you know, reading prayer cards or whatever, you know, there's ways to, we want to consume so that we can check the box and feel good about having shown up. That can be an excellent stepping stone, but the goal is to move beyond that. Um, I'm thinking, this is a fun analogy, in Assisi, in the Basilica of St. Francis, when you go down to the basement, they have a fantastic fresco. They have three, four frescoes of St. Francis, but back behind it, you have the choir stalls where the friars used to, to say prayers. Now they do it upstairs because they don't have as many friars. But I remember when, when we would lead tours down there, the way that it's set up, there's always this back and forth. And, and it was likened to the ship is, or the church is the ship of our salvation. And it's the prayers going back and forth that put the wind in the sails. Because some people are sitting on one side, the others exactly. on the other, and the prayers back and forth are like the wind. The wind. But but that's how how our soul needs fresh air when we encounter God. And, and we need to speak to God and we need to just sit in the silence and allow Him to respond and allow ourselves to become attuned to the ways that He speaks to us. And then we, we say something else and then we sit and we receive and we respond. And, and this is something that can't be manufactured. It really is an art that one grows into over time. And it's uncomfortable because there's no box to check. It, it increasingly becomes more uncomfortable as well it should. Um, but I just want to encourage anyone out there like, oh, that sounds crazy. That sounds like a waste of time. I don't know. Even to take time for mental prayer and just stare at a wall, stare at a holy image, and to just allow God to have the space to to meet you. Um, if you build the habit and become consistent in that, He will work wonders and He will bless you and bless that time. Um, but you won't see it right away. We like immediate gratification in our culture, and, and that's that's not necessarily how He works. 
Yeah, I love the image of Assisi there, and yet, and again, that idea of of the church is like the nave, and it's moving, and it's the prayers, you know, going into the sails. That our marriage should be moving, right? That journey from totally. where our love is today, and where does God want to take that love? It's not meant to be stagnant. It's not meant to just stay where it is now. Even if it's good, it's not bad. We're not in a crisis or anything. God is wanting to deepen that union, deepen that friendship. And he's sanctifying us through this process, changing our selfish hearts into his more generous, loving hearts. And he does that primarily in our marriage relationship. But that can't happen if we don't have that commitment to daily prayer, not just praying as a couple, not just doing devotions. Uh, Those but, are all good. Which are all good, right? But also we absolutely essential is the heartbeat for our prayer. Our, our, our marriage really is that commitment to individual personal prayer conversation with the Lord. And I hope what we're sharing today, by the way, is, is helpful for you, whether you're married, you've been married a long time, and you could share with us advice on how you work in prayer. Please. Because <laughs> we, we still need that too. Yes. Um, but there's, I know we have a lot of single people that are listening as well. This hopefully gives you a picture of maybe you know what marriage could be like if you're called to that vocation uh, someday. But uh, again, we're sharing from our book uh, called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. And this is one of the chapters we have in there actually on practically how do we build in this daily prayer life. And let's go there because... This is important, but wow, you know, as I talk to so many, especially younger couples, they they often ask, how do you do it? I mean, I'm drowning. I got, you know, two little kids and, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's really busy, you know, with his career taking off. And how do you, how do you, can you possibly work in prayer life, you know, with changing family life? And, and in our book, we offer three, well, there's more, but we're going to share with you three really key things to think about today um, in terms of how to do this. And the first one is... Be flexible and creative. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, we got to be flexible, right? I, I, yeah. I'll say in our married life, we, you know, we were working with focus when we fell in love and, and got married. And in focus, everybody does a holy hour each day. You know, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, one hour of prayer, it's awesome. And when we were married, we were able to still do that, right? It we would do great. a holy hour together. You know, then, you know... You were pregnant and there were some mornings you maybe weren't as able to get to the chapel. Maybe you went a little bit later, you know, we, but generally we're still getting the, the holy hour in. And then the baby came and now not as often, <laughs> you know, so, and then the second baby comes, it's getting harder. How do we work that in? And 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 I think it's, there's an element of being flexible that sometimes we can have an ideal that we can remember what prayer was like in the past. And we want to go back to that ideal. But God is presenting new environments, new situations where he still isn't calling, he's calling us to encounter him. We're still called to pray each day. That That's absolutely essential. We have to be faithful to that daily prayer, even when we're married, even when we're drowning with raising kids. But we have to be flexible in how it looks. It may not always be in the chapel in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, it, it may end up looking very differently, and we shouldn't be ashamed about that. And it's easy, I think, just from the mom's perspective, you know, so much happens in pregnancy and birth and postpartum recovery and then the nursing or bottle feeding or whatever, you know, all the the things that happen in that first year of life. It's easy to get really down on yourself. Well, I used to do this and I used to be able to pull this off and for lots of things and then just add prayer to the heap. Like I'm letting God down on top of this. Really, what we should do is just be thinking, okay, Lord, I know you have some way for me to meet you here in my schedule, in my life. Help me to see those times and to be faithful to them. I know when the kids were younger, 
um, I don't remember exactly which age, but I would always use my first free moment, uh, whether they were all entertained, you know, on the floor playing with puzzles, or maybe it was the first nursing session where I felt halfway alert, you know, but I would always offer whatever the first one was and have my meditation book like at, near the rocking chair where I would nurse the babies or, you know, at the ready on the kitchen counter. But to really grab that and to make that a priority and and know that it's going to look different. And that's just the name of the game. Just like you're in seasons and your kids are small and then they're toddlers and then they go to school or they're grade school age. And then all of a sudden they're adults. You're like, wait, what? But there, there's seasons to marriage. And if we can roll with that and to constantly be curious and be um, looking for ways to to make the time and to make it a priority, it will be blessed. Yeah, oftentimes we hear from young couples like they they want they want the magic bullet. It's like, okay, so how do you how do you have right. a spiritual life? You know, when you're raising yes. kids, how do you do it? And and it, they want the, the quick answer, and mm-hmm. there is not a quick answer. It's responding to those changes. It's actually willing to be flexible. To willing to not. Ha- I I can't control it. I think sometimes we want to control and manage our even our spiritual life. I got it in, yes. fixed it all out. You know, especially if you're a Type A personality. You know, you want to fix it, but you know, the reality of marriage and family life is just gonna. It forces all of us to realize we are not in control, <laughs> and and we have to be flexible to meet God in the new situation that's going to come. You have your whole plan. I'm going to get my prayer time here, and all of a sudden a kid breaks down, you know, or all of a sudden a kid is sick, and and everything has to change. That's actually where God wants to meet you is right there. It's not in your nice little plan of where you're going to pray. It's like okay, things changed. What do I do now? I have to serve. Okay, but uh, I have to find this prayer time in another way. I remember like many times you you saying uh, in the, in those days how you would break up prayer like it wasn't like all 30 minutes all at once sometimes right so I would grab a, a little bit of the pocket my prayer book I was using at that time was broken up into chunks but um I would do a little bit in the morning a little bit at lunchtime you know maybe a little bit while I was trying to you know get dinner going. I even, and this was in the last couple of years when I still had kiddos at home during the day, um, I found a really sweet show. It's called The Friar. It's on YouTube. EWTN produces it, but it was adorable and it was 23 minutes. And so I would set up my four-year-old in one corner of the room, push play, and then go to the other corner of the room and pray. And it was just enough time. She was safe. She was entertained. She was, you know, engaged in something good. And I was spending that time praying. So, yeah, that was, that's probably my latest creative venture with that. <laughs> yeah. I know it, in my life, there's been times where I, I, I feel like my spiritual life is going backwards. I'm worried, like, oh my goodness. I, again, not so much now. We have older kids and our life is actually. It's still full and busy, but it's not in those intense drowning years, you know, when we had like four or five kids under 10 and it's just like, wow. Um, but I remember sometimes, I remember when we moved, first moved here to Colorado, my prayer life was so different than it was when I lived in Kansas and I didn't live close to a chapel. I wasn't able to get to daily mass at the, where we were living at that time. There wasn't a daily mass that fit my work schedule. And, and I just felt my spiritual life is going backwards. And, you know, I'm, I was having to pray at home in my living room, holding the baby when our, our baby had a lot of allergies and, yeah, uh, and, and we just weren't sleeping at night at all. And I'm just like holding the baby, trying to pray while the baby's screaming and I'm thinking, is, is God, <laughs> God must be so unhappy with me. Uh, cause I'm not praying, you know, nice in the chapel like I used to. And, and my spiritual director was very, very wise and encouraging 
to say, no, this is your holy hour. This is this, you know, you're, you're fulfilling your vocation that you are praying each day. You're making your best attempt and, and it looks a little messy and it, it might not be like it was before, but God is really there. So I think that that's important to never feel ashamed as long as you're really trying, as long as you're working it in. I think sometimes people will cop out and say, oh, I'm just too busy and marriage is too full. So I won't get daily prayer in. God wants us to still be faithful uh, in the midst of this. So we have to be flexible and creative. And the second thing is, uh, second point from the book is we have to be supportive of each other. That it can't just be something like, I'm just going to go off and go pray by myself and good luck, honey. Hope you can figure it out too. (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad. That would not go over well. Being supportive basically is just that you and your spouse both recognize that personal prayer is important and that you will fight for the other to pray and also understand the time taken away for prayer, that you both value it the same way that, yeah, it's not something where, I mean, there's times where we'll be arguing and and in a very kind, gentle way, one of us will say, did you have time to pray today? And that won't go over well if you can't say it gently. Don't ask me how I know. Um, But But then you can say, oh, you're right. I didn't. Can you give me some time? And then let's come back to this sensitive issue and discuss it. Um, It tends to go better when you both have plugged into the source um, of the one who brought you together and that you know the other one is as well. Yeah. Being supportive of each other. Yeah. I think that's absolutely crucial. I'm not just running off and going, I'm going to go pray, but I'm also trying to think about, okay, Beth, how are you going to get that time? Can I watch the kids? Can I get up earlier, do my prayer on my own? And then when they get up, I take care of them so that you can get in. That's what we did a lot in the early days with all the little children was we're working together to find that time so that I, you know, I'm not resenting her if she needs to go off to the chapel or she's upset. Like, how come you're not around? I'm, I'm trying to be around, but I'm making sacrifices creatively, trying to find the time for her to pray and for me to pray. Last thing, we'll close with this. So we talked about being flexible and creative in how you get your prayer time in. Secondly, be supportive of each other. But the most important thing is be faithful. We have to get this time in. We have to fight for it, telling the Lord, you know, even if it's not like it was or not as pretty as it is, but we tell the Lord, I want to pray. I want this time with you, uh, how important it is to do that. And I think, unfortunately, today, sometimes people, like when they hear, you know, you're, you're a dad, you're a mom, and life is really full, you know, your kids are your prayer. I know you've heard serving some people tell family. you that. Yeah, serving your family is your prayer. And there's a truth to, yeah, God is encountering you in the midst of that. But I don't, uh, but the the idea of cutting off daily prayer because, oh, I'm just serving my family, that's not going to be helpful for God taking your love to the next level. Yeah, there's a, a lot to this that, yeah, we don't get a pass just because we have a full plate of familial duties in the home and responsibilities. Um, and that's not to sound negative. It's more because we need prayer so desperately that we should still look to plug in um, and ask that he continue to bless what, the fruit of our hands, what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think of Mother Teresa. You talk about she was overwhelmed, you know, had the weight of the world on her shoulders. They're opening up new houses of the missionaries of charity to care for the poorest of the poor around the world. Such needs, such demand. You know, and what does she do? She says, let's do a holy hour every day. <laughs> and, she add an hour of and, holy hour? Well, and then yeah. like as they okay. continue to expand, <laughs> it's let's add a second holy hour. So in other words, like the more stressed we are, the more more overwhelmed we are, the more we have responsibility you know, on our shoulders, that's even more reason that we have to take that time for prayer. In other words, if we're really convinced of how much we need God 
to be a good husband, to be a good wife, to be a good dad, to be a good mom. If we're really convinced, I need you, God, you know, we feel the weight of that even more. We're going to make sure we take that time in. So don't let anyone tell you that you, that you don't need to have daily prayer, uh, that you, you know, you're, you're, that your responsibilities as a family is, is enough. No, no, no. You do need that. We all need this. Don't, don't shame yourself if it looks different, if it's not as pretty as it used to be, you know, be flexible with yourself, but you, but we all want to go after this and be very faithful and support each other in daily prayer. And one more thing, just as I'm reflecting on um, my early motherhood in the times where I would pray consistently, I didn't get a lot from our Lord except one verse for years. And that was where he says, remain in me. You know, I am the vine. You're the vine. I, okay. I'm the vine. You're the branches. <laughs> I, that's what I thought, but it didn't sound right. I am the vine. You are the branches. It's so nice to have a scripture scholar for a husband, <laughs> but remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. And that was, that was it for many, many years. And I think part of remaining in him is, is meeting him you know, and realizing you're here, you've called me here to this particular child, to this particular place, to this particular husband, I will remain in you and I will trust you and know that nothing is happening outside of what you have planned for me. And so remaining to me um, really, really just made me settle more in him and, and was able to be a springboard then for all the other things that he's asked me to do in the meantime. Amen. Well, thanks for being on the show, honey. Sure. <laughs> and if, if you want to hear the podcast that Beth and I did earlier this last summer, you can check out the shows. We did three-part series in June. I know we're going to have you on again coming up a few more times here this fall. We're going to talk about uh, a wide range of topics uh, related to differences between men and women, how that affects married life. We're also going to talk about sexual intimacy and some of the church's wisdom on that, from particularly from JP2. Uh, so stay tuned for some fun topics coming up soon. But if you want to learn more, you can check out our book. It's called The Good, The Messy, and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. You can find it in Amazon, or you could go to ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. There's also free videos that we've done on YouTube there through Ascension Presents. You can check those out as well. Again, ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. Thanks so much and God bless. God bless.